Welcome to Sideline Judgment. My name is Sergio. My name is Tyler. And Tyler, Tyler, we're back. We're back, baby. We we are like two voyagers roaming around looking for home and we just we it's getting dark and we saw that light and we just walked towards the light, Tyler. And we made it. We made it home, Tyler. We're back on the pod. It feels yep. so good. In this analogy, the pod is heaven because that's what walking towards the light means. Walking Correct. Towards the afterlife. So, I mean, I have no problem with that analogy. Um, we're back, baby. <laughs> it's been a while. We are. We are back. We're back in different locations. Yes, we well, should say one of us is back in a different location. That is true. Um, one of us is back, and it's the person whose name is Sergio. Tis I. Oh, really? Um, yeah, oh. <laughs> I am in um, Hamden, Connecticut. I'm in Hamden, Connecticut. I am in my first week of my master's program in sports journalism. Yeah. So here I am on my free time talking about sports. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's cool. It's a cute little town. You know, it's nice. My apartment, I'm in my, so, my nice so little... So what I'm hearing is you're getting a degree in podcasting. What you're hearing is I'm getting a degree in podcasting and writing and reporting and multimedia. I'm I'm taking the pod to school. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. Oh, that that's a good one. That's pod what I'm doing. School. Yes. On my on my Zoom little corner, my little block, it says uh, it doesn't say my name. It says sideline judgment. I'm. It's it's funny. I'm actually registered as sideline judgment. Yeah. <laughs> what? Who is the sideline judgment? Oh, yep, I'm Sergio. I'm one half of the pod. Sorry, yeah, it's me. Are we going to meet the second half of the pod? No, just no, it's going to be not. me. Like, but Tyler's here in spirit. We're good. Yeah, uh, we'll report back to um, later. But oh, yeah, God. it's been it's been a, it's been a few months since we had an episode, Tyler, and I think it only serves us right to kick off season four of the pod talking about the craziness that is. That has been college football in the past few months. This season, this like, we, oh, we, this 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 season that hasn't even started yet, and um, and all just all the craziness going on. Part of the reason that we have been taking such a long hiatus between season three and four is that every passing day, it felt like something drastically new changed in the it, world there of college were, football. Tyler, there had to be like seven or eight instances over the past few months when. I just texted you something about college football and you were like, oh my God, this is crazy. And we would talk about it. And in my head, I was like, should we do like a quick little 15 minute thing? And the more it happened, the more I was like, you know what? Let's just wait till right before the season. We'll ride this wave out. Yeah. See what we're going to happen. What's going to happen. Yeah. Just to arrive where we we are now. um, Exactly. Which is... Tyler... Tyler, what did we miss from from our wonderful conference realignment episode in the middle of June all the way to now, which is towards the end of August, a couple weeks before the season's supposed to start? What have we missed, Tyler? Well, you know, it's odd that um, we ended in a conference realignment episode. Uh, it's ironic because... Because uh, <laughs> Nebraska, no, Nebraska has something up, to like, say. just said, quit. quit. <laughs> um, Nebraska was very upset with what we said about them. <laughs> But I actually got a phone call from Nebraska saying, "Hey, is 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 this is this something that's available?" I was like, "No, guys, this is this was a joke." But okay, <laughs> yeah. So in in the meantime, several conferences, due to the coronavirus pandemic, have uh, canceled their seasons. The most notable postponed, being, Tyler. They have postponed sorry, to the spring. Sorry, post. I was yeah. You know, legal postponed jargon. Postponed their seasons for a possibility of playing in the spring. 
mm-hmm. which I was going to say was canceled with the maybe spring thing, but I guess post- yeah, that works too. But mm-hmm. uh, have postponed their seasons to the spring. That most notable being the Big Ten and the Pac-12. Yes. Which uh, the parents of the Big Ten athletes are not happy about this, but that's they cool. are they are in full Karen mode. Yeah, they, like that's a whole full Karen thing. mode. Like, that's a whole yeah. Um, but most notably, the Big Ten and the Pac-12 have postponed their seasons to the spring, mm-hmm. which is going to be an interesting debacle to see if they can even do a spring a spring li- league. I don't imagine the NFL is going to halt their spring processes for two. The NFL does not care. No, yeah. The the NFL looked at this pandemic and said, "Wow, that sucks. We're going to keep playing." So, like, I don't Um, think they care about that. In other news, Mm -hmm. all the remaining conferences that that are playing, which most notably would include the SEC, the ACC, the Big Twelve, and the American, Mm -hmm. correct? They have all. They have all decided uh, to play, I believe, all pretty much just conference games. Most conferences. Most, mostly yeah. conference games. I think the ACC is allowed. Is the ACC allowed one more? Yeah. So, so the I SEC the is going is one more. We right. So, if we're gonna game. if we're gonna go conference by conference, the SEC is ten games, ten conference only games. There were additions to schedules, and we'll talk about that later on in the pod. Um, the ACC is doing. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. The ACC is doing, I believe, a 10-game conference schedule as well with a special mystery guest that we'll talk about later, and they are allowing one non-conference game. You're already laughing, Tyler. I love it. (laughs) They're allowing one non-conference game so long as that game is either at their home stadium or if they have to travel, they have to stay within the state that they are located in. The fact that it says non-conference game means that their other special mystery guests would then by de facto be a member of the conference but is, is that be you case? you would think but we'll talk about the acc later we'll talk about the acc later um and then i know that the big 12 is allowing one conference game as well and then i know the american conference usa and sunbelt which are the three remaining conferences that are going to be playing there are no limits they are they're letting them schedule as much as they can because I know BYU's looking for games. I know Army's looking for games. I know other independents that are still going to play are looking for games. So they're kind of just throwing caution to the wind and saying, you know what, let's just go do it. Yep. So, which is a larger discussion about lower conferences and lower schools needing that money in order to financially survive. Like athletic departments yeah. need that money. They put themselves in such a position where they rely on this kind of money. And if they don't get it, then we're looking at program shutdowns. We're looking at um, athletic departments losing millions upon millions of dollars. Like, and that's the big concern here. Where like an SEC school has tons of money and can pay for two to three times a week testing of their athletes, whereas a Conference USA school, they'll be lucky if they'll be able to test their players once a week. And yeah. if they're testing their players more than once a week, then you know that money's coming from somewhere else, and something else is getting cut and. You know, maybe a, a field hockey team is getting cut for the season because they need to test the football players. Like, it, it, it's it's difficult. So that's kind of like the underlying factor for this entire season. You know? Absolutely. So um, so that's essentially what you've missed. Um, 
we have abridged version. an abridged version, right? So much more is going on. Not even to mention the social justice things that are going on in this country yeah. right now that a lot of players have expressed. We didn't even mention the Pac-12 players united, the Big Ten players united, the We Want to Play commission, the fact that Trevor Lawrence is now a de facto Players Association president, I guess. Um, the fact that Dabo Sweeney says, I'm in support of a Players Association, but not a union, not realizing that those are the same things. And that's, <laughs> uh, no, see, you can't. You said the can't have it. Loud, Sergio. Um, sorry, oh, I'm so sorry. My bad. Maybe um, uh, I don't know. Maybe I should. Uh, never mind. I'm not going to go there. Back, like, <laughs> I've, put, I've paid such close attention to all of this, mm-hmm. and yet so much has happened that I wasn't even thinking about that, and now I'm just <sighs> flooded with thoughts. <laughs> and and I think the last thing that we should say that happened, and then we'll go on to the conferences, and, and we'll we'll do our takeaways from each from the three of the, from the power three. I guess we're going to call them now. From the Power Three conferences, um, there are a lot of high-quality players that have opted out. Gregory uh, Thoreau, Russo, uh, whatever how you pronounce his name, Russo, out of I Miami. So. I don't know. Uh, um, Mi- he's not good, playing. The one good Miami player. Right, exactly. He's not playing. Um, Micah Pearsons, arguably the best defensive player, the Isaiah Simmons of this class, one would say. Um, he's opted out. He's opted out. A lot of players have opted out. Rondale Moore. Oh, moment of silence for our boy. Rondo Moore got one great thing, one truly great performance in college, and that's all we'll ever get. And that's all we'll Next get. The Ohio State game. Oh, such good a good times. moment. Good times. Anyway, a lot of these high-level players have opted out, not to mention the players in the Big Ten and the Pac-12 that are not going to be playing this year, like Justin Fields, like... Um, Oh, like, Parsons for one, there's like Michael Parson for ones. Like there's so many different players that have that decided to come back and now that their season's over. Um maybe we'll see. Maybe maybe we'll just get them in the spring and we'll just kinda get year round college football. Just bunch, bunch of transfers. Of transfers. Yeah. The, you've got three weeks left. Like Exactly. So it, it's been it to me. it's been kind of a a circus for the past few times and you know, uh, I think we're just excited to get football back, you know. We're kind of counting down the clock. First we've games already, are next week. We've already eclipsed the one-year anniversary of Florida beating Miami. Yes, exactly. Which, like, when I found out that was a year ago, that was crazy to me. Because also, not it only just, it's weird. I just have not felt. The, I just this this football season has felt different. Coming, the, the anticipation for this football season is still different than any other thing I've ever felt. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's an unrecognizable feeling. Right. And I'm just excited for listen, like let's just put this out there right now. Tyler, should they be playing football? No. They should no, not. They not. should not be playing Absolutely football not. because it's not the safe thing to do and people are saying, Oh, well, you know, get tested and just because you can do something doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. And that's where I fall on that. Um I number agree. one. Number two. Am I going to be watching as much college football as I possibly can, fans or no fans in the stands, Big Ten and Pac-12 playing or Big Ten and Pac-12 not playing? Abso-freaking-lutely, yes. I'm going to watch everything. All, all, all of it. All of it. Which, you all know, in it. a lot of ways, the, 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 the unfortunate reality of this is that um, I'll actually be able to probably watch like so many more games because <laughs> keep up with everything it's that's true. going on. And, and you know that the networks are going to switch things around and so maybe we'll get some televised american games or conference usa games that we may not have gotten beforehand so for for the college football nerds like us 
still still decent time. Let's just hope we get it through the season. And with that, Tyler, let's begin our takeaways from the schedule releases. We're going to talk about the ACC, the Big 12, and then we're going to wrap it up back home with the SEC and talk about our Gators and other teams in the conference. But let's start with the ACC, Tyler. I did tease a special guest, a nice little surprise, a little you could play with us for a year as a treat. That's the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Oh they they are full-fledged members of the ACC for, for the year. COVID season only. Only for one season. We, Tyler, how do you feel? It took a global pandemic, but we made it, folks. We <laughs> made it. it Ladies it and gentlemen, we got them. <laughs> it literally took the existential threat of the human race being annihilated by a global pandemic for Notre Dame to join a conference. And they still won't admit that they did it, but that's okay. They don't gotta. They don't gotta admit it, but it happened. Oh my gosh! All right, Tyler. Uh, Notre I mean, Dame basically an ACC team anyway, but like. Yeah, for the record, every other one of their sports are ACC, are play in the ACC, so they have a good relationship with the conference, and they they do play like what is it four to six games each year mm-hmm. with ACC teams already. Yeah, they so. have a, they have a schedule. They have play at least six games with the ACC. There it is. Yeah, so they essentially play a schedule already, but... A couple things about that. One, Notre Dame's got to be livid, because in all of the canceling of the non-conference games and things that happened for all these teams, they still couldn't dodge Clemson. They're still playing them. They um, still are playing yeah, Clemson. because they were going to yeah. play them anyway. Like, That's true. And, this, this was this year. And on top of that, exciting news, if we get through this season... In the ACC, it says the top two teams, ba- the conference championship game will consist of the top two teams based on conference game winning percentage. Which is how it should be every year. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But let's just. We need to get rid of the ACC, ACC coastal suck. Yeah. Uh, we had the seven year cycle. Mm-hmm. Now we should just end it there. We should. Never I agree. given an opportunity for a coastal champion. It's like it's Thanos. Good. Just like Thanos, like put the last one in and that's it. Snap. Yeah. Snap it up. Uh, of all the ACC teams, obviously Clemson is the best. But the second best right now is it's Notre Dame. Notre Dame. <laughs> so we may get Notre Dame playing in a conf- not only in a conference, but in a conference championship game mm-hmm. for the first time in recorded history. It's theoretically possible that Notre Dame wins the win ACC and then never plays in it again. It's so like it's an actual thing that could happen. They could like win the trophy. I kind of want Notre Dame to win the conference just so that they'll be like, "Oh, we proved to all the haters that we could actually do it. We could we could go in and win a conference against a national powerhouse." Yeah. All right, bye. <laughs> I feel like have you seen those TikToks where it's the it's like the dub of the song where it's like, "I could take you man if I want to." But yeah. lucky for you, I don't want to. I feel like that's Notre Dame. Like, I could win your conference if I want to. <laughs> but lucky for you, I don't want to. And this year, they'll no. be like, all right, fine. I guess we'll... It's like the kid that gets... It's like... It's like the kid that, like, doesn't want to be in a fight because he knows he can kick everyone's ass. It's like, oh, you want to fight me? He's like, no, I don't want to fight you. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like one punch, knockout, and it's like, I told you, and then walks away. This yeah. is Notre Dame. This is Notre Dame. Let's, let's talk about this conference as a whole, Tyler. So... Just for as a refresher, the ACC teams, Boston College, Clemson, Duke, Florida State, Georgia Tech, Louisville, Miami, North Carolina, North Carolina State, Notre Dame, still funny to say, Pitt, Syracuse, Virginia, Virginia Tech, and Wake Forest. When you look at the schedule, Tyler, I think the first thing that stands out, the first thing to me that stands out is 
week one, the 12th, Georgia Tech and Florida State playing in Tallahassee. This is um, the Waffle House Yellow Jackets. They, it, this is this is year, what is it, year three of Jeff Collins? Year, it's year two. Year two. So they've gotten a year to kind of get the kicks out of the triple option. He's recruited better than Georgia Tech has recruited before he got there. I really think you're going up against a Mike Norvell team who's trying to implement something. That offensive line is still hot garbage. It's improving. And, They're getting players. And important to note, Florida State, Mike Norvell and his team have had a lot of tension this offseason. Yeah. Not even reported was the fact that their best player um, essentially on Twitter challenged um, essentially challenged uh, their coach on saying you're a fat liar essentially. Um, Then there was a whole thing a few weeks ago about the governor, the president, and the coaching staff with some players saying, oh, Florida State's doing phenomenal on their COVID testing protocol. And the players were like, yeah, that's not happening. That's a bold-faced lie. The optics are just not well in Tallahassee. I do think it'll turn around. I just feel like – I honestly feel like this is a case of there was no spring ball. They weren't able to be in summer camps. And these players haven't gotten to know these coaches yet. So – until they get to know them, then, you know, I think those kinks will be worked out. But yeah. to me, that's a game that stands out week one just because I'm excited to see the Jeff Collins. Um, I did, Me too. Op, you know, that offense, even though he's a defensive coach, that offense just, like, finally get into gear, you know? Yeah, see what see what happens so, against a, a Florida State ex- team. Yeah, I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see. Tyler, what else stands out for you here in the ACC schedule? Well, uh, what stands out is that I think that actually – I'm thinking that the schedule sets up really nice for uh, the Sam Howell-led North Carolina Tar Heels. Ooh, 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 Tyler, I love. Ooh, I want nothing more. <laughs> more than anything, this, just what teams they have at home. Start counting the Birdman hand yeah. rubs. This is number oh, one. Oh, he's he's first one of the new season. Yeah, first baby. Birdman hand rub of the new season. Mm-hmm. But for North Carolina, the teams they have at home, it's the only ones that I feel like are really going to challenge them. Um. Are, are the Notre Dame Fighting Irish and the Virginia Tech Hokies. Yeah. And those the, that could be two very big challenges, but if you look at all of their away games, mm-hmm. I feel like all of them are very winnable. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, it's that's I you're not you, you're not supposed to say that North Carolina going to Florida State and Miami should be super winnable. But like it's they beat Miami last season. Mhm. I don't remember if they I don't remember if I don't think they played Florida State last season. No, they didn't. But they probably would have beaten Florida State last season. Um, but you know what's but you know what's what's good with this is the fact that North Carolina avoids Clemson. Huge. So they avoid Clemson, they get Notre Dame at home, and they get Notre Dame at home um on the twenty seventh of November. That's that Thanksgiving weekend, so they get them on Friday, um, which means short week. Uh, short week is always an advantage for the home team because they don't have to travel. And it's right after an open week. Uh, Notre Dame also has an open week, but still, they're, they're, they play a road game at Boston College, then they have an open week, and then play another road game at Notre Dame on that Friday after Thanksgiving. Um, so this is definitely like a good prime opportunity. And if you look at it, uh, Notre Dame only gets one home game in five weeks in that stretch. Oof. They get pit. At, they get pit in Pittsburgh, which has ACC. There's nothing more flip, ACC. A, a coin flip, basically. 
not even there's not i think it's like 70 30 pit there's nothing more acc than notre dame underestimating pit not knowing what the deal is going into pit at night and pit going oh notre dame this is how it works in the acc do you not know that everyone loses here this is a thing we do so they got pit on the road they got georgia tech on the road then they get clemson at home even though they're at home it's freaking Clemson. That's okay? a loss. That's a loss. It, it's probably a loss. And then you got Boston College on the road, open date, North Carolina on the road. So it's going to be a little bit difficult for Notre Dame in that adjustment. They did get a fairly good draw in terms of the team that they play. Um, but they do get, in my opinion, the three best teams in the conference, which are Clemson, Notre Dame, and then Louisville. They get all three of those teams yeah. on their schedule. So kind of a rough a rough patch there. Um, a little rough. A little rough. Yeah. A little rough little bit rough there tyler i do want to point out that the week one matchup between nc state and virginia tech has been moved to that open september 26 date um both teams had that date open specifically for covid concerns um nc state is apparently having a large outbreak on their campus and so therefore they have decided out of precaution to move that game two weeks later so north carolina uh, NC State and Virginia Tech will be having a bye week on week one while everyone else in the conference plays, and then they will be playing that game on week three. I think it's important to note that. But yeah. given that, I think that's a reason why there are so many open dates on this calendar. When you look at it, every wow. single team has two open dates, which in a traditional schedule, you're like, yeah, that's kind of normal. But they are situated so that in case stuff happens in the beginning of the year, they have plenty of space to go ahead and move games later on in the season. So while the Big Ten was kind of afraid, um, while the Big Ten put out this schedule a few days before they canceled, they bragged and kind of said, hey, look, this is a great thing because we have so many open dates that we can reschedule games to. feels like the ACC kind of took that page out of the Big Ten's playbook, even though the Big Ten decided to throw the whole playbook away and burn it. <laughs> mm-hmm. The ACC said, that's a great idea. We'll do that. So I copy think it's important down, to know. Before you burn that copy. Exactly. And this is going to be a theme that you'll see throughout the other schedules that we look at, that a lot of open dates strategically placed so that games can be rescheduled as soon as possible and and in the right situations. Um, Absolutely. All right, Tyler. So we mentioned that the top two teams in this conference will be playing for the conference title in Charlotte on either December 12th or the 19th. There are two open dates there. Tyler, who are your two teams that are going to be making the championship game? Let me rephrase that. Who's joining Clemson in the championship game? better it's better um so it's tough this is a different thing to answer because usually this is largely a byproduct Mm -hmm. of scheduling but also your your division makeup that's not a factor here right so we're just going to assume just for the sake of argument that everyone loses clemson Mm -hmm. okay who's set up best next to, to be good uh virginia tech has a pretty clear path they don't have to play in Notre dame Mm -hmm. that's pretty big for them but they do get clemson yeah but like i'm saying everyone's gonna lose clemson once so Mm -hmm. automatic negative one but not but not everyone because teams like north carolina don't play clemson you know that's a good point teams like duke don't play clemson louisville doesn't play louisville doesn't play clemson which is a big deal because like the obvious, what the what appears to be the obvious answer is that Notre Dame would be the next pick, mm-hmm. and most of the time I would say that, but the nuances of the schedule do provide you a little like leeway in that regard, um, mm-hmm. and I think that, who, I mean, 
Louisville is really set up to, to take it. Louisville and North Carolina are set up to take advantage of the fact that they don't have to play Clemson. Right. So I, ugh, I don't know who I'd pick. So, and here, but here's my thing with you. I'm torn between both of those teams because I love, 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 love what Scott Satterfield is doing at Louisville. It's a, it is a turnaround. It's phenomenal. But at the same time, future Minnesota Vikings quarterback Sam Howell is doing a fantastic job there. On top of the fact that Mac Brown is crewing. Talk about always be crewing. That man is crewing. So it's a toss-up. I wish that they played each other because then we could comfortably say the winner of this game is going to play Clemson in the, in the title game. But for two schools that don't play Clemson and then don't play each other, uh, I think I'm just looking... You know what? You know what? Who is gonna in this type of season? What's gonna be the deciding factor? Is it gonna be quarterback play? Is it gonna be defensive line play? What are, What are we thinking? Like, I think it's gonna be it's consistency. I, I think the answer to that question, and I don't think this is the answer you want, but I think the answer to that question is consistency behind the scenes. And what I mean by that is, we're gonna talk about this with Florida in the, when we talk about the SEC. Teams that have the same system from last season or t- two seasons before, keeping coordinators, keeping things fresh, those are the teams with an advantage versus, for example, Texas, who have two new coordinators on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. It's going to be difficult for them because they're learning new systems. They didn't have spring ball. They didn't have summer camp. They didn't have extended practices. They're kind of condensing everything, and it's difficult for 18 to 22-year-old young men to go ahead and absorb that on top of going to school, on top of worrying about coronavirus, on top of all the things that are going on right now. So to me, the teams that are going to be most successful are the teams with consistency. That's why I like Louisville. That's why I like North Carolina. You know, these teams are going to stay there. I'm trying to decide between the two. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give you mine between the two, and I'm going to go with North Carolina. And the reason I'm going to go with North Carolina is because while I love what Scott Satterfield is doing there, the talent at Louisville is not as good as it is at North Carolina at this moment. And when you're depending on consistency like that, the quarterback position is probably the one that you're going to want to have the most consistency at. You know, you can plug and play a defensive tackle. You can plug and play a free safety. You can plug and play another wide receiver. Quarterback is the leader of that team. Yeah, it's hard to plug and play quarterback. They already shuffled quarterbacks last season. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. And, and they made it work, but I think I'm going to go with you too. I think North Carolina yeah. is the pick here. So the sideline judgment pick for the ACC title game is Clemson, North Carolina? Yeah. Oof. Poor Tar Heels. Mm-hmm. Nope, no, I'm not, I'm not going to be stupid. I'm not going to be <gasps> stupid. Like, I might be stupid. I might be stupid. I might allegedly this, be stupid. We're already having to pick, like we, we said all this, but we're already having to say that North Carolina is going to have a better overall season than Notre Dame. I think is that a little, is a true statement. Well, yes. Yeah, well, we have to pick that for to, to, to pick them to go to the, the title. Do you, do you like Ian Book or Sam Howell? What I like is that Sam Howell is not juggling a new offensive coordinator. Like Okay. But my point here being we're already it's already a stretch for me to be like, okay, Notre Dame is a more talented team. So mm-hmm. there is Correct. that. Yes. But we're gonna say we're gonna take the leap with this special season where I think anything could happen. Mm-hmm. Um the North Carolina is gonna go above that. Did we think Notre Dame if they got there was gonna beat Clemson? No, I'm not. I mean, you, you. Hey, I'm not going to take away what is what you want to believe. If you want to believe that North Carolina is going to beat Clemson, live in that uh, fantasy world. I'm not saying. I'm, I'm not saying that. You no. We need. 
is it still is it still like moments of joy in this world right now is it is it too late joy then i want you to keep that but i'm not picking it is it is it too late to still be considered lying season dude or given or given the circumstances it's absolutely not a football has not been snapped yet okay so then all right fine north carolina is going undefeated all right here we go (laughs) i'm playing i'm playing i'm playing no but i i do think north carolina can make it a more competitive game than you think do you remember that? Do you remember that? Do you remember that ACC title game? I think it was against. I want to say the one was against the, Virginia yeah, the, the Tech. One against Virginia Tech, where it was back and forth. Even though it was Clemson back and forth. Had, Clemson yeah. always had a fourteen-point lead. But it was never, like. But it never grew past fourteen. Points exactly. Because, like exactly. Because every time they would score, mm-hmm. Virginia Tech would score. But then Clemson would score again. Then yeah. Virginia Tech would score again. It was like a good game after the first two possessions. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's I have a feeling we can have something like that. But he, and here's my biggest takeaway. I know that we've mostly just talked about North Carolina. Um I do want to point out beware of Pitt this year. Oh my god, Sergio, Ooh. you're being wild. No, Pitt's, I agree. Pitt's not going to Pitt's not going to contend. Pitt's not going to win 10 games. It's not going to win 8 games. Pitt might not even win 6 games. But the 4 or 5 games that Pitt's going to win, be careful. Um uh be careful Louisville who go to Pittsburgh on the third game of the season after Pitt has yet to leave the... Pitt starts the season with four straight home games. Oh, jeez. Be careful, Notre Dame, going into Pittsburgh um, on towards the end of December. Um, I'm sorry, towards the end of October, close to Halloween. Be careful. Be careful, uh, Clemson, the week before the last week of the season having to play them at home on your last home game be careful these can be trap games these can be it's like the perfect recipe so that's what i mean by be careful yeah tyler anything else about the acc you want to move on to the big 12 let's move on to the big 12 all Um, right big 12 big 12 country baby good old big big 12 all right tyler so the big 12 again nothing new here they've always played nine conference games because there are 10 teams they've always had the championship game be between the top two teams um, the only difference here is that they're not playing as many non-conference games. So the schedule here um, looks pretty normal in terms of the Big 12. So I'm not too worried. Tyler, what about the Big 12 kind of just sparks your interest, catches your eye that you want to talk about first? Okay. Well, um, it all comes together for Iowa State to go on a massive title run. Uh, Does it? <laughs> Oklahoma in the second week of the season at home. Okay, all right. When, yeah. when, when Iowa State's not breaking in a new quarterback, Iowa State's got consistency. And Iowa, Iowa State's I, got I'm mostly future. Lying here because it's Oklahoma, but um, Oklahoma has an interesting start to their season. They start off with Kansas State at home, Iowa State on the road, and then Texas at now, in Dallas. In mind, I say this. Yeah, but when is it not at Dallas? Um, uh, <laughs> I just think it's important to note that yeah, even okay, in yeah, a COVID that, world... That hasn't changed. That's a good which point. we'll talk my, about the SEC my, as well. My apologies. Yeah. What I will say is that, like, they could easily win all three of those games, and I'd be, like, not surprised. Mm-hmm. But those are three very losable games. Considering the you fact got, that they lost to Kansas State last year. They lost to Kansas State last year. They historically play Iowa State very close. They do. In, they do. Under the Matt under the Matt Campbell era. Because Matt Campbell's a Matt Campbell is a is a uh, <laughs> a ray of defense and a in a is a drop of defense and an ocean of offense. Yeah, basically. Yeah, exactly. 
And then at last, it's Texas, which so many times the team that did not deserve to win that that Texas Oklahoma game wins it. So yeah, both ways. Who knows? And then yeah. that's very interesting thing for me for Oklahoma. Um, Oklahoma State, I think, has got a really easy first. Two can games. can okay? Can can we put the pause button on there? Because I really want to talk about Oklahoma State. Okay, let's do it. I, I like Oklahoma State a lot. They start off against a very improved West Virginia team. I think a lot of people are underestimating West Virginia because um, Dana Holgersman left to go to Houston and stuff. But let's let's talk about how West Virginia decided to turn it around in the second half of the season. They last were year. a lot better than I thought they'd be last year. If if there's a team, um, if there is a team that, in my opinion, I was like, oh man, I really wish they had a spring and a summer and stuff. It's it's um, it's West Virginia because West Virginia really would have improved. But back to Oklahoma State, you got West Virginia at home to start the season. Dub Kansas on the road. As lo- much as I love my Jayhawks, that no 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 no. As much as I love my Jayhawks, that's a win for Oklahoma State. Don't a, do it. What do you mean that? <laughs> Get out of here. There's Betray a betraying your your Jayhawks. <laughs> then they have. I thought um, this season would be different. <laughs> You know what? I I didn't expect a global pandemic. You've okay? changed. I have not. Ch- <laughs> You've changed. Yeah, I went through a global pandemic. Of course, I changed. <laughs> I lost two whole power conferences. Of course, I, I changed. Of course, I did. I didn't get to see Justin Fields for another year. Of course, I changed. Oh, geez, um, I know, I know. Uh, no, no. no then you really, get that's a dub, though. Yeah, yeah, it's a dub. Bye week. Then you have a recovering Baylor whose quarterback has suffered, and I don't mean this to be a joke, but in, in all seriousness, six or seven concussions, and that's a, that's a serious problem. And a new coach. And a new coach. The, where it starts to get intense is those two those two weeks um, at the end of October. you got Iowa State at home and then Texas at home. The advantage is that they're at home. Yeah. Both could be, I'm going to go, I'm going to toss it up. I'm going to say win one, lose one. Don't know which. We'll see what happens. I would agree. Uh, Kansas State on the road. A trap game, if I've ever seen one. Oh, absolutely. And then they have a bye week to prepare for Bedlam. This is important, ladies and gentlemen. Bye week to prepare for Bedlam. That's big. That is big. big. And then Texas Tech and TCU, to me, are are wins in the end of the season. We could see Oklahoma State in the championship game. And I'm I'm not even... We could get a rematch of Bedlam. No joke here. Mm -hmm. I actually think... I think it's going to be Oklahoma... Mm-hmm. And then I think it's either going to be Oklahoma State or Kansas State. Do you see? Whoa. Yeah. That, yeah I, I said left. it. Wow. I said it. And I love Iowa State. But, like, eh. If Kansas State, if Kansas State beats Oklahoma in the first week of the season, mm-hmm. all bets are off. Like, Okay, so like, that's, like, the, like, that's, that's like the catalyst. They're, they're running. Because, okay, so if they'll beat Oklahoma in the first week of the season, Texas mm-hmm. Tech and TCU. They can beat both of them. Yeah. Bye week. Kansas at home. West Virginia. Then you play Oklahoma State. Then you get mm-hmm. a bye week to play Iowa State, Baylor, Texas. The back half's pretty hard. The back half is tough. But if you can get past Oklahoma, and even if you don't, I just I think it's one of those things they've got a quarterback coming back. Mm-hmm. I love their coach. I like their play style. I think it would fit well with this season. But who knows? I don't think any team's going to go undefeated. All right, I'm gonna. Because I agree with you. I'm. I'm going to give you an out. I'm going to okay. give you an out. If Kansas State loses to Oklahoma in Week One, if if that happens, then I feel like 
I don't feel like they can make it because if that happens, I see one. I see one, two. It's hard to recover from that. I see three losses on their schedule, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State for sure, and then one of either Iowa State or Texas. So are three losses enough to make it to the title game? I think two losses could be enough to make it to the title game. But I don't think three losses are. So if Kansas State loses to Oklahoma, who is your other um, team in the championship? It would probably be Oklahoma State. Okay, so... so When I said it's either Oklahoma State or Kansas State, I think I'm going to pick Oklahoma State. Mm -hmm. But I'm just saying, Kansas State could do it. If Kansas State wins week one against Oklahoma, all bets are off. Yeah. For the whole conference, because if that's, that's if that's the way we're going to so do things this year, to me, because it's a it's a highly impactful conference game for these two. Like, mm-hmm. as much as I love the big name you no know, non conference games, yeah, it's very interesting. It's very, it's weird because I both like and don't like how these important non these important conference games, and I know this is a byproduct of the pandemic and it's not like for everything, but like right, the, these important conference games are immediately. They, they're the, the jumping off point and we right. bring that up because it's like none of these teams not a single one of these teams are going to be full-fledged ready at the time yeah you need like you need multiple weeks of, of uh practice to get ready for a season and then by that point every team has an ugly week one yeah yeah so well, i mean look at the you talked about it's a couple days ago was the one year anniversary of the florida miami game that was a horrible game for florida the yeah. team that played the team that played um the team that played LSU was not the same team that played Miami. And that was just probably six weeks later. Yeah. You know? And, that, and that's not even really because of the change of quarterback. Just everything no. about the team just yeah. started to click. Because you find the teams, all teams kind of find themselves as they go through their season. There's a reason there's those non-conference games at the beginning of the year. So that teams can kind of get their kinks through and mm-hmm. keep going. And that's why when teams... Vice versa, when teams win a big non-conference game, like Auburn last year beating Oregon week one, that was a big deal because it was like, oh, my God, week one. But at the same time, we also didn't fault it to Oregon because it was week one. Yeah. So that's what, But that's the thing. You have every single game matters mm-hmm. intensely to the conference race. And yeah. I'm just very fascinated to see uh, Oklahoma play Kansas State week one. It's probably one of Me my too. favorite games to be, to I think be that's a, locked into. That's a circle. That's a circle game, definitely. I also, um, I want to talk Texas. Let's do both it. of both of us have kind of thrown Texas a bit to the side. We're, we're talking about Oklahoma for sure as a lock, and then we're kind of debating between Oklahoma State. And for me personally, Oklahoma State and Iowa State, and then you're bringing in Kansas State, which is definitely plausible. But we're not talking Texas, man. What what, what does Texas have to do? Let's look at the schedule, man. Well, well, let me let's let's play the game. Let's play the game. Okay, let's play the game. All right, on the road, Texas Tech. Dub. One and no. TCU at home. Really? That's yeah, not just an automatic win, dub for you. I just, I don't, I don't know. Like, okay, I think win. no. I, I think you're because there I, listen. are just years and games where TCU just kicks Texas. True, but TCU just recently lost a starting quarterback. I don't know if you saw that last week. I did not see that, so never mind. <laughs> yeah, um, um, that the, was the, the longest part of what I was. Doing. He has a he has a um, he has a condition in his heart, a cardiovascular condition, not caused by COVID. Um, it was something he had from birth, and because they're doing more routine cardiac scans due to COVID, they actually found it. So he is actually out indefinitely. Um, and I hate that I forgot his name. I don't pay attention to TCU rosters Max much, Duggan? but 
I think it's Max Duggan, yeah. I think it's Duggan. Right, um, that changes my outlook entirely. I was going to, yeah, um, I, I, I didn't know if you had that information, because that's an important thing to have. Yeah, no, uh, Dub protects us then, 2-0. Okay, perfect, 2-0. Um, then you got Red River. I'm going to say toss it's up. a loss. Toss-up. In my opinion, that's a toss-up. I mean, it's a toss-up. I'm just, I'm errant. Well, it's balancing act because, okay, because it was one of those things where we were talking about consistency. Yeah. Texas does not have a lot of consistency. True. New coordinators. Except for one position. But, yeah, but forget about that. There's two new coordinators. does not have consistency at at quarterback, but has consistency basically everywhere else. But do we, but should we? I really love Spencer Rattler. So right. I think I'm going to go Oklahoma. I agree, and I also think that the reason that we should go Oklahoma there is because it's not like Spencer Rattler wasn't in the system. It's a rare case of Oklahoma quarterback being there already. It's not like he's a brand-new person and trying yeah, to learn it. Transfer. Exactly. So he does have experience in the system. I'm going to go Oklahoma. So let's go 2-1. Cool. Then two you got Baylor, Baylor at home. That's the W. Oklahoma State in Stillwater. I think... I think, it's a loss. I, I think that I think that's a loss too. I think it's a loss. So three and two. Yeah, three and two. Um, West Virginia at home. Dub. I'm gonna go win. Yeah, me too. Kansas in Lawrence. Stop it. Win. Thank you. Although they almost lost to them last Stop year. Stop it. I'm. T- we're, we're I'm saying the, we're, we're back the Mad forth. Hatter. We're back and forth about the Mad, the mad Hatter habits you don't of, know. of Kansas Jayhawks. All right. What was what do so we what put is that, that five at? and two now? One two three four five six. Yeah, five and two. Iowa State at home. Loss. Loss? Thanksgiving weekend? I'm going to do it. Loss. Wow. Wow. They lose to Iowa State. Oh, my gosh. Texas is going to lose to Brock Purdy. Is that five and three? Brock Purdy does not lose to Texas. Is that five and three? That's five and three. And then Kansas State. Kansas State. In Manhattan. Toss up. Oh my god, wow. I cannot believe this. We're so down on Texas. At best six and three. Look at this. Wow. At best six and three. And we, like we said before, three wins is not gonna get you into the or well, three losses is not gonna would, get you in there. Well here's the thing. In a normal season they probably win their three non conference games, so that'd be nine and three, so it'd be like, oh, good season. Like That's very true. That's, that's very thing, true. That's the thing you gotta remember to frame about this mm-hmm. always, is that they're not playing the same amount of games. Yeah. Oklahoma could be could be seven and two at some point. We'll be like, what a crappy season. <laughs> Reality, they'd be ten and two. Um, yeah, you're right. Still, you're still so right. not great by their standards, but mm-hmm. it's not. So just got to frame because like a six and three Texas team is probably a nine and three regular Texas team, right? Which I honestly I feel like is a stretch for for the quality of this team. They were a seven and five team last year. So if if Texas goes six and three this year, and I don't think Tom Irvin's going to lose his job. Given the COVID circumstances or given... Yeah, unless they have a losing record, I don't think Tom Irvin's going to okay. lose his job. Okay, I, I can think see it's that. going to be hard for coaches to get fired this year. I agree, but I think Texas is that exception where they're like, we're going to make the yeah. change. You know? it, it also depends on what games, what are the games that they win and lose, and how did they win and lose those games. The context mm-hmm. matters. Like, That's true. Especially in the season, I mean, like, like, this. like, like Florida, like when Jim McElwain was fired from Florida, they could have lost that Georgia game, but they got annihilated that Georgia game. Yeah, and there were so many other things that were happening as well that led to that. He probably could have lasted the season if they made it close, or if yeah, but then of, if a couple things had shifted. But 
that's that's just it goes to show like a lot of it is going to depend on the games that they lose that's true that's very true you know looking at it it's very possible that they could lose the baylor game and then win the oklahoma state game because mm-hmm. that's the time of it's tom herman team that's the type of team that it is also kansas on the road stop it all right uh, with that tyler well uh, <laughs> well they do have a bye week uh just saying and, and kansas so does kansas a, kansas has a bye week for a home game i'm not saying I'm special just, things I'm have happened saying, i'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> i'm not saying anything i'm just saying everything yeah all right so our picks let's be in unison here just like we're in the acc in the acc we picked clemson and north carolina in the big 12 we're picking oklahoma and on the count of, we'll, we'll say it we'll okay. say it we'll say it on three ready one two three Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. State. Perfect. All right. Good. Okay. Whew, okay. Kills I didn't know. Not, kills me to not, you know, pick Iowa State. But I like, was going to say, if not now, when? If not now, when? See, now that I'm looking at it, I'm just. No, we moved on. We're moving on from this. We're moving All right. Like, fine, fine, fine. All right. Let's let's go Iowa back State. home. You know, maybe us not picking it will finally allow it to happen. One of those things where, like, you bet on the other team, and so you're pay- allegedly, and so you're allegedly pay for the win. Basically nice all right all right let's let's wrap it up tyler let's go home bring it home okay god on high for the lame what fans what was that it was bring him home from lame is okay. the beginning Come all right on. bring him home no all right that's no, what no, happens I, I i got it once you said it like it's just Thank it's you. just but it's just one line if you know I, you know okay whatever all right uh tyler the the sec good old sec where it quote unquote just means more, which is a whole I lot have, of hoopla. But yeah, I have one takeaway. Give it to me. If I'm Eli Drinkwitz, head coach of Missouri, I am finding the commission, uh, Greg Sankey, and I'm throwing hands. <laughs> was it he, Missouri or was it Missouri? Plays Alabama the first week of the season. <laughs> I. It, the gloves come off like sir sir Eli i, I would up in his in his attorney uh at law face <laughs> and it's just like let me at him let me at him tyler tyler i'm gonna see your missouri tigers and i'm gonna raise you in arkansas razorbacks because the <laughs> arkansas razorbacks play a full sec west schedule and then their cross-divisional opponents are tennessee missouri Florida and Georgia, they have quite literally the hardest schedule in the history of college football. I I would agree because Felipe Banks is going to have to face Georgia in the first week of the season. He's going to be like, really, really. I I specifically was trying to get away from this. Like, it's okay. He still he still never gets to go to Athens because that game's at home for them. So he still avoids Athens. <laughs> Jeez. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I think the takeaway here is the SEC has expanded to ten games. They've added two more um, cross divisional games to match to even it out, and everyone gets one bye week, so less flexibility than what the yep. other conferences are giving you. So the SEC is kind of like, hey, look, we're just going to go all in. Um, but they are starting on the 26th. These other conferences were starting a little bit earlier. Right, so the ACC starting on the 12th of September, 
uh, the Big 12 is starting at 26 as well, along with the SEC. So there's that there. Tyler, um, do you want to pick a team, or do you do you want to do you want to do Florida now? Or you want to do Florida later? Let's do Florida now. Let's just talk okay. about it. All right, so let's go through the schedule. Let's, you want to play the game? Uh, let's play the game. All right, Ole Miss on the road. Uh, that's a win. And hot think, take. Uh-huh. Hot take. When this schedule was announced, this was the only game that I cared about. <laughs> because it is the only game that I am 100% sure we will play. <laughs> Very true. Week one. Like 100%, without a doubt, Florida is going to Ole Miss and playing a football game. And I, The first game of whenever the schedule was announced, I was like, that's the one I care about. Because at the worst, we'll play that game, and if we win, we finally get our undefeated season. (laughs) (laughs) There was a video going around um, the UF social teams, I think they tweeted it out, or it was on Instagram, where Mullen had the team in the, the, what is that, the south end zone? The north end zone. The south end zone. He had him in the south end zone where the recruits sit during games. He mm-hmm. had them, like, spread out in the stands, and he was talking to them, and he points over to the SEC championship stands. He says, I don't care how many games we play. I don't care who we're playing. We're getting another one of those on there this year. And then he pointed up to the national championship banner and says, I don't care who we're playing. I don't care what's happening in the world. We're putting up another one of those this season. And I could see the players, like, getting pumped up physically, Ooh. and I was like, Dan Mullen, where's the brick wall I have to run through for you? I am tell ready. Me. Tell, tell me, me when and where. Mask. I will run from Connecticut. Let's do this. With my mask on. With my mask on. But I will run to Connecticut. And I will be socially distanced from everything else. Question. (laughs) But not the... Of course not, no. Question for you. Yeah. Should I wear my Lane Kiffin shirt playing against Ole Miss? You have a Lane Kiffin shirt? I have an FAU Lane Kiffin shirt, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. Um, Sure. (laughs) It's it's got like an FAU logo. Yeah. So I was thinking that and then my... The new one I got? Yep. Hello. Yeah. New new half of the um, season, baby. All so right. So that's a win for Florida. That was it's a so lot funny. of conversation for Ole Miss. Because <laughs> initially, it's funny because initially I thought Ole Miss might have been a trap game, but since this is the first game of the season, no traps. I I'm like, no, it's not a trap. No right. traps. And so and win. And this Ole Miss team, it's game one under Lane, so the offense is going to be high pace, but the players on Ole Miss won't be able to real. Okay, it's going to be a mess with them. All right. Win. South Carolina at home. Win win poor will muschamp poor, poor will muschamp man poor guy this is this might be it for him this might be it for him all right two and oh and we got to go to kyle field to play texas a&m on the road i'm gonna say i am gonna say that we win i'm gonna say you are florida much wins. more optimistic than i am yeah i'm gonna do it i'm gonna say florida wins okay I hope you're right, man. You have to agree with me, but I'm going to say that they win. All right, let's go three and zero. Here's my thing: this is A and M's third year with Jimbo. This is traditionally the year where Jimbo takes a step forward. They have some studs on the defensive line. They are yeah. recruiting really well. Yeah. My only issue is who's their quarterback, Tyler? It's Kellen Mond. It's Kellen Mond. Is this going to be a Kellen Mond? Oh my gosh! Look at Kellen Mond game, or oh, is this you like mean a, the one of those that he's had? It's like one a year, Tyler. He had yeah. one last year. My fantasy, Man. my fantasy team begs like begs to differ. He had like a four hundred passing yard game last year. Okay. I forgot against who, but like that's my thing. Where is it going to be like a oh my gosh Kellen Mond or like a ooh Kellen Mond yikes game? You never know. I'm hoping it's the latter. It's the first um, real. It's the first real game of the season. If you. It, in reality, in reality, it is really like uh, honestly of all the games here, I think it's the most toss-uppy. Like mm-hmm. 
because I wasn't expecting to pl- for the Gators to play Texas A&M. No, I was not. And they mirror each other a lot. Yeah. It's the third year for both coaches. Mm-hmm. They both have a returning quarterback. Mm-hmm. Who I think are the two best returning quarterbacks in the SEC. That's not saying much, but no, it it isn't. It absolutely is not saying much. Well, I mean, is okay. I don't know. Um, well, look, look, my Lord and Savior too. We'll talk about is in Miami. So like, the top ten, the top tier. Joe Burrow is in Cincinnati. The top tier quarterbacks are gone. Yeah, we're talking the, the second tier quarterbacks would, from last year are now the top tier quarterbacks. And looking at it, the only other one that would even challenge mm-hmm. would be uh, Bo Nix. He's and, too young for him. It's 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 not not yet. And I I don't feel confident about that. And I get. I mean, you could. Cons- I wouldn't consider Mac Jones a returning quarterback. I mean, he did start, but like. Yeah, no, but that was too. But I, it's a weird thing. Anyway, yeah. so I, I'm gonna trust Dan Mullen and mm-hmm. the culture that he's built. Yeah. You know the fact that Florida hasn't had a positive COVID test in uh, months. That's good. Um. I'm probably reading way too much into that, but I'm going to say that. I think, uh, I think you are. <laughs> Texas A&M wins. I also want to point out that, Tyler, take a look at the schedule. Who does Texas A&M play before us? <laughs> yeah. Alabama. On the road. See, and the, the signature Alabama fat, uh, trade. Hangover. Is not, they don't just beat you. They beat you for multiple weeks. They beat your spirit. Thanks, Alabama. Um, yeah, thanks, Aiden. Go ahead and take that thank, send that thank you on down now. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna be apprehensive, but I'm gonna join you in saying three and no. But I will be apprehensive. All right, LSU at home with no fans. It, first of all, it's up to each individual school to decide fans. Scott Strickland, I hope you close up the, close the doors. I don't think he's stupid. I don't think he's no, stupid. no, I don't think he'll do it. I don't think he'll do it. He's not like Tallahassee that they're allowing tailgating. The I say it. Say it. No, say the it. Dumbest idea I've ever heard. Like, I, yeah, it's yeah. so dumb. It's so, so dumb. Do you not know what's going on? Right. It's having fans in stands is one thing because it's like this is more this is more uh, doable at professional stadiums. But mm-hmm. like, they're humongous stadiums. You could theoretically let a certain amount in and say you have to social distance, and yeah. like, we will go up and break you up if you aren't. There's ninety thousand people that can fit in the swamp. Theoretically, yeah. do that. Like, I know that professional stadiums, like the Jacksonville Jaguar stadiums, like, they're selling a percentage of their tickets, mm-hmm. a small percentage, and you have to sit, like, a certain number of seats away from people. Right. And they have, like, seated dividers in there, mm-hmm. because the Swamp has bleachers, so it's much more difficult, but... Right. Like, Jacksonville has, like, seats, mm-hmm. so you could do that. Right. So, like, a family more- of four is, like, these are my four seats, but then... The next fan, the next fans can't no sit another ten. Yeah, two like, rows back are clear. Ten seats over. You can do that and you zigzag you it do up. that in a stadium. You can't. It, what are you doing tailgating? No. The whole premise of tailgating is to like not be. You know the, the premise of tail. No, say it. Call how it is, Tyler. What did we do last year when we were at the Auburn game? We walked from tailgate to tailgate, drank, ate, hugged, watched football, and were extremely close to a lot of people. Yeah. That's what tailgating is. That is the dumbest thing that you can do right now. Absolutely. You can't do that. It's irresponsible. So I hope that other schools don't do that. And I hope FSU decides to change that up. That's not a good thing. Me too. All right. LSU at home. We're 3-0 and up to this point. What are you looking at, Tyler? Coming off of an A&M game. Uh, I, mean, I think we're going to win the LSU game. 
I do as well. This LSU team isn't isn't what it was last year. It, it's very listen to say that we are confident that we are going to beat this LSU team is not saying that this LSU team is bad. It's saying no, that absolutely. a team that we were we were in the game up until the last probably seven or eight minutes of the game. We were going blow by blow for blow, punch for punch. You could argue Florida against played the, LSU the best out of anybody in the country last I, year. I agree. And like against what we're calling historically one of the greatest college football teams of all time in Death Valley with fans at night in Kyle Trask's, like what, third game? Yeah, first ever road start. First ever road start. And he put up the numbers he put up. I'm fully confident that a team that is returning the majority of those players, especially the quarterback, and the same exact system, Joe Brady is gone. Praise Jesus. He's gone. It's not Joe Burrow anymore. People are all in on this new guy, but until he proves it, I'm not going to believe it. I'm going to be comfortable taking the Florida Gators in this game against LSU. It's going to be competitive because it always is against LSU. But I do feel like we will win this game. I do feel. So Next four and Missouri, that's a dub. Win then Might. bye week. Uh, bye week's gonna be a little tough, you know. You know, not always really sure. Is. Always is no, but what I do like is that we can get healthy before the game of the year. The cocktail party. The cocktail party. The socially distanced cocktail party. Yeah, the cocktail see each other from across the bar. The Zoom gathering. <laughs> Zoom cocktail party. The world's ever. the world's largest Zoom party. If I have to watch, if I have, if, if we should watch this together on Zoom, um, <laughs> get a bunch of the boys. Uh, Honestly, let's know, do it. What are you thinking? What are you thinking? You know, see, it's it's weird because prior to all the COVID stuff, I I thought Florida would beat Georgia this season, but then mm-hmm. all the news. He kept being like constantly good things for Georgia, like they were getting transfers. I think it uh, was it confirmed that the USC quarterback that transferred to them, JT Daniels, him? is eligible. Yes, him and Jamie Newman are eligible. They're both eligible. Which there are is... rumors. There are rumors saying that Jamie Newman is going to start the year, which I think is dumb because JT Daniels is ridiculously good. But that was going to be my question to you: Who's the starting quarterback for Georgia in this football game? Well, by the time they play Florida, they will have played Auburn and Alabama. And so, Kentucky. Don't sleep on Kentucky. That's yeah, Don't sleep on Kentucky. So likely, JT Daniels, if Jamie okay. Newman's going to start. Mm-hmm. It's kind of in this weird place where like, I feel that whoever Georgia starts first will not be playing Florida. Got it. Because I feel like they will get beaten down or seen as not worked by... Probably Alabama. Mm-hmm. I think Alabama's going to be really good this season. Yeah. Um. But I mean, I I'm gonna I'm gonna say that Florida wins mm-hmm. because I think we had a more stable quarterback situation. I agree. And and a very stable culture for which I think Georgia has a relatively stable culture too. But like, I'm gonna I'm not. This is the least comfortable thing that I, that I'm gonna say. Mm-hmm. I think Florida can win that game. I'm apprehensive. Because I'm very apprehensive. I know. Well, here's the thing. Like we we talk about this all the time. Dan Mullen is a better football coach than Kirby Smart. But by God, can Kirby Smart recruit? And in a game like this, talent is huge. Mm-hmm. The fact that you can just throw guys out there to make plays and 
make stuff happen is a big deal. I think this is the this has to be the year that we beat them because I feel like if we don't beat them, you and I and a friend of the pod, Michael Phillips, and I know a bunch of other of our friends are not in this camp, but I know there's going to be people that say, we're going to have to get rid of Mullen, X, Y, Z, blah, blah. And I don't want that to start. I don't, yeah, I don't even I don't want, I don't, we don't need any of that headache around our program. There are a lot of toxic Gator fans. Love them, but we got to fix that. All right. Let's move um, on. I'm going to go with a, with a win as well, but that, yeah. you talked about AM being unsure. This is the one I'm most unsure about. I'm really unsure about this. Yeah. Like, I'm going to say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But beyond it, it, this, yeah. if we can get to this point, <laughs> if we can get to this point, we're finishing the season. Let's yeah, be I real. Mean, like, they're they're going to um, finish it. Next game up is Arkansas at home. Exactly. Um, Felipe, welcome home. Homecoming? Welcome <laughs> home, you're not winning. Oh, um, you're not winning? That's a dub. So that's uh, what, seven? Seven and oh, yeah. Vanderbilt uh, on the road, dub. which is technically a home game. Oh, I guess not because they're probably not letting fans in, but that's <laughs> a dub. Yep. Kentucky at home. Oh God! Is future University of they Miami? They play Alabama the week before. Oh, just God has blessed us. <laughs> just double check the schedule. Uh, yeah, so when A and M plays in the week before, they, we play them. Georgia has to play Auburn, Alabama, and Kentucky before us the week before. Oh, yeah, I think we're winning. Wow! Wow! Okay, and last. Last game of the season. The always the overrated Tennessee Volunteers. I hate always overhyped Tennessee in December. Yeah, I'm, um, I wasn't a Gator I much fan. Would have rather played them early in the year. I wasn't a Gator fan the last time we played Tennessee in December, but uh, not great memories. Not great. I do my homework, and not great memories is right. Not great, uh, but it's okay. Not great, we Bob. Do not great. Um, I think They'll we probably can, be on their third quarterback by this point. We got this, Tyler. Are the Gators going undefeated? Yes, sir. Are the Gators making it to Atlanta? Um. Well, if they're undefeated, then yes. <laughs> are Are the Gators keeping it within fourteen points of Alabama? <laughs> See, now that's an excellent question. <laughs> um, I don't know how I feel about it. Like, oh my gosh! I pre- I think it'll be pretty obvious that it, and it won't work division wise. But mm-hmm. Florida doesn't play Alabama, and I think Alabama's gonna Alabama's. Uh, East crossovers are Georgia, Tennessee, which they always get, and Kentucky. I think they're beating and all Missouri those teams. And Missouri, sorry, uh, poor mm-hmm. Missouri. I think they're beating all of those teams. Me too. Um, I think I think, Alabama, I think Alabama's going undefeated. Like, I disagree. I think Alabama's going to lose to Auburn in a in in a weird in a weird. Gus Malzahn what? has voodoo magic over Nick Saban, but no, but it's not going to matter because I I think Auburn. I think Auburn's not. Can I give Auburn. you my take? Can I give you my yeah, Auburn give, take? Give, give it, give it to me. Auburn starting the season zero and two. Yeah, zero and two. Well, okay, the losing to Georgia makes sense, but uh, they're the losing to Kentucky at home. Yeah, Mark Stoops is. Um, huh. Mark Stoops is gonna have a year. I. Yeah. I don't hate it. I think it's gonna happen. I don't hate it. I really do not hate. It. I'm just saying words at this point because um, you're shocked that I even said it. <laughs> I, yeah. Um, no, seriously. I think. That's I think. Uh, crazy. I think it's a thing. I think it's a real thing that can happen. I, I also mean, think. Um, I also think Derek Mason loses his job this year. 
Yeah. Um, I also think Tennessee does the reverse of what they usually do. They usually start the season off poorly and then get enough momentum to finish the year relatively Their late decent. season is pretty tough. Exactly. So they start with South Carolina and Missouri, which are wins. They're going to lose to Georgia, which is 2-1. and one. It'll be competitive against Kentucky, but they'll lose. That's 2-2. Two and two. Then they got Alabama. That's 2-3. and three. They got a bye week to reassess, to lick their wounds. Then they have wins against Arkansas, a loss against A&M. So that's 3-4. and four. Um, A loss Probably against Auburn. They'll beat Vandy, and then they'll lose to us. Like, it's not going to be pretty for Tennessee. Like, as much as Tennessee fans want to be happy and optimistic, and I can't believe they were ranked, but, <laughs> like, as well, much as they, they want to... And, and they lucked out of this by not having to play Oklahoma. And ex- could you imagine if they had to go into Norman? <laughs> Good yeah, Lord. No, I, I just never thought this season... I never thought this season was going to be... The, like, one of these days, Tennessee is going to break back up, it's a matter of time. They have too it's much just talent. A of time. They're too talented, and yeah. that's the way it works. And it sucks, but that's just the way eventually. It is. Eventually, they're going to go back to the coaching Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and it would have been in Norman. Yeah, that's not going to happen. No, and, and I will say, go ahead. I was going to say, eventually, they're going to hit the coaching goldmine and find someone like a Dan Mullen. You know, there's got to be someone out there. Yeah. maybe maybe they go after Fickle. Like you know, maybe they. Ooh, that'd be good. You know, a coach like I thought that Mike Norvell would have been great at Tennessee, something mm-hmm. like that. You know, I feel like they'll they'll go after someone in that sense. Maybe they'll go after Scott Satterfield. They'll throw the they'll just back up the Brinks truck. You know, you never yeah. know. So. Um, what else? What else? Real quick, um, poor South Carolina will maybe win four of their games. Poor Will Muschamp, who's not going to have a job after next this season. Um, Ole Miss is going to start off zero and three. That is true. Um, Those, they're gonna they're gonna start off one and four. Oh, they're gonna geez. they're gonna go they're gonna go into their bye they week will, they're two gonna and win five like three games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're gonna I, go I into their bye week. would be a lot better, but like, jeez, it's gonna be rough, man. It's gonna be rough. Um, LSU will be fine. LSU will be fine. LSU will. LSU will be competitive. They'll lose maybe two or three games, but they'll be competitive. Kentucky's the big surprise here. I really yeah. think Kentucky's ready for a breakout. So let's say they start off 3 0, which is wow. wins against Auburn, no, as I said that. Ole Miss, yeah. and Mississippi State. Okay. You already predicted the win against Auburn, so I'm just like. It's just, I didn't look ahead. I didn't realize who yeah. they had after that. So. I it's just, it's just when you say Kentucky started off 3 0, it's kind of. Because, be, well, because usually they play us one of those three games. So yeah, that, so that means that the Gators play. lose, and I don't want that. <laughs> yeah. Three and zero. I'd say they'll probably beat Tennessee. Agreed. It away, so who knows? Four and zero. They will probably lose to Georgia. Yeah, but that's gonna be a competitive football game. Yes, and then Missouri after that, which is still recovering. So they're five and one. Then they get a bye week before Vanderbilt. Six and one. Uh, then Alabama, then Florida. So those are two losses. And they're both on the road. And granted, not as many fans this year, but the act of getting in a plane, going, sleeping in a hotel that kind of aspect yeah. so i'll take those two losses they'll beat, they'll beat south carolina so they're seven point, and three is will Muschamp fired and is, is it just a throwaway game like probably so it's seven and three jeez that's a good year man go go wildcats i guess that's a, like, that's a, that's enough to uh um that's enough to make um that's enough to and given how many diaz is going to implode again this year 
It's gonna be. I'm telling you, future Miami Dolphin, Miami Hurricanes coach. Oh, my, my, Miami Dolphins. Miami Bob Stoops. No, Joe. I, I wouldn't. You're I like Chris Florida. All over the place today. We're getting back into Bob things, Stoops, man. future head coach of the Miami Dolphins. Bob was Stoops. Was a thing that you just logically said. Like Bob. You, St- in one of the sentences that you said, that is what you said. <laughs> Bob Stoops Which, coaching to a. Said made no sense, but he's coaching to a. <laughs> This reminds me of all those like stupid fan theories where they're just like, well, you know, what if we just take the head coach and we demote him to a defensive coordinator, you know, <laughs> demote Brian Flores to defensive coordinator, bring in Bob Stoops, and they're like, well, first of all, that's you. First of all, you should you should never do that because Brian Flores, I think, is a good coach. He's but, a fantastic like, coach. Two, no head coach is going to willingly be like, yeah, no, I'll take a pay cut and you know a lower position at the same place. It's not happening. No, I don't know why we're talking about that. Oh. Um, All right, Tyler, let's let's we're we're, we're on a ramble now. Let's wait let, real quick. Yeah, real quick. I just looked over the Arkansas schedule again. It's hilariously bad. They start with Georgia and they end with Alabama, and in between there they have Auburn and A and M and Florida and LSU. <laughs> Jeez, uh, important is. important notes. Important notes. The Iron Bowl is still the weekend of Thanksgiving. It's not the last week of the year because things are pushed up. It's still the last week of the year. I mean, still the Thanksgiving week. Uh, same thing with the Egg Bowl. The Egg Bowl will continue to be on Thanksgiving, even though it's not the last week of the season. Love to see it. Florida, Georgia is still, it's not on Halloween. It's pushed back a week, Just but a week it's still, after, but it's still in the same time frame. Um, still, it'll still feel like it. Exactly. And then Georgia, Auburn is moved up to the second week of the year, which is going to be fun because like, boom, first Right at the beginning, you know, um, it's gonna be fun. Mm-hmm. You know, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a good time. Especially Auburn. Auburn good starts. Time. Auburn starts with probably the game of the week um, in the SEC. Auburn, Kentucky, first week of the year. Then they get Auburn, Georgia. I agree. Yeah. So, alrighty, man. Um, your SEC championship game, Alabama, Florida, like me. Yes. And then at that point, uh, oh, we didn't say who was gonna win our conferences. So for the ACC, Clemson or North Carolina, we got Clemson, right? Yeah. And then Oklahoma, Oklahoma State in a Bedlam rematch. Who do you got? I would say Oklahoma. I would also say Oklahoma. And then Alabama, Florida, we got Bama, right? Yeah. Yeah, we got Bama. I mean, and listen. It's okay. Like I was going to say, this was the trajectory for Florida this year. Win the East. Get to Atlanta. All I care about. All we wanted. That was the step forward. Beat Georgia and get to Atlanta, and that's a successful season, I think. Last question before we move on from the SEC. Yes. And we're co- get, close, get close to the end of the pod. Mm-hmm. Will Vanderbilt will win a game this year? Let's play the game. Play it with me. Okay, real quick. All right. Texas A&M. Loss. LSU. Loss. South Carolina. Toss-up? Early in the season, so... Early in the season. Uh, it's at home. So, Vanderbilt. I'm going to say loss, but put a, little, put a little pin in that feather. Okay. Put a little feather in that cap. Uh, Missouri. Uh, loss. Away. Loss. Bye week. Definitely a loss. Um, <laughs> Ole Miss at so home. So Ole Miss is coming off of Auburn, but I'm still going to go with Ole Miss. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Mississippi State. Loss. Kentucky. Loss. Florida. Loss. Tennessee. Loss. Georgia. Loss. <laughs> Their last three games are Florida, Tennessee, and Georgia. Yep. Listen. So the only, I think their only opportunity to just opt out at all Vandy players. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I think the only opportunity is the 10th of October against South Carolina at home. And if they don't win that, it's a I can see them beating Mississippi State. I can't. Just because, you know, it's air raid and there's been like uh, no practice this season. And the system. But by that point in the season, mm-hmm. I don't I don't think, yeah. Yeah, Cupboard's I don't think dry, at that point. The coverage's not dry enough. Uh, from Dan Mullen's tenure at Mississippi State. Exactly. Yeah. It's the last year of potential Mullen recruits in there, so I still think there's some talent there. Yeah. All righty. All right, Tyler. So that was the ACC, the Big 12, and the SEC. We did it. Um, We'll be back next week. Uh, We got a brand new schedule. We are going to be releasing on Mondays and on Thursdays. Mondays will be our review episodes of what happened on those Saturdays. Um, or just the weekend general because, you know, things may change. And then Thursdays will be our previews for the coming weeks. Uh, we will not yeah. be we will not be shifting to two episodes a week until after the first weekend of weekend. games played, which is going to be the 12th of September. Until then, we will be once a week. We'll be dropping on Thursdays um, where we're just going to kind of talk about things and see where, where things are at. We'll talk about maybe some players specifically, maybe some matchups that we want to look at. Um, it's kind of a blank yeah. canvas, you know. This coronavirus has kind of thrown a wrench into all of our plans. Um, not just, yeah, not just us, it. not just us. So uh, yeah, we're just gonna kind of take it week by week, and we will 100% be back next week to go ahead and talk to you guys for sure. We will definitely have an episode oh, yeah. out next year, next we're week. Back, baby. We four. are back, baby. Tyler, do you wanna do you wanna wrap it up with uh, a good old tweets we've shared? Let's do it. Let's, let's do uh, it. Let's wrap it up, Tyler. Tyler, what is your favorite tweet that I have sent to you over the past four God, months? <laughs> well, you know, um, this probably be something more recent. Give me, give me a second. <laughs> uh, Can I give you yeah. mine? Okay, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll give, I'll give it. I got it. You got to go ahead. You just sent it Monday, mm-hmm. but it was in response to the new AP poll and everyone talking about all the stuff with college football and. Uh, Every day should be Saturday. Good old, uh, good old bum Chillips. Um, he Love tweeted, it. "Please don't let any of this distract from the most important news of the day. Tennessee is ranked going into the 2020 season. Yeah, they are ranked 25th. That's the kind of year we're at, people. <laughs> you weren't aware before. You know now. Oh yes, you know now. You know now. Tyler, my tweet is actually from yesterday. It's from the Baltimore Ravens." Also known as the Broward Ravens at times. Um, just a little bit. Just a little bit. It's just a simple press release. We've signed punter Johnny Townsend and wide receiver DeAndre White. Congra- boy. Listen, congratulations to DeAndre White. I'm glad for you. But let's be honest here. Congratulations to DeAndre White because he's in the same tweet as the man, the myth, the legend. Johnny Townsend. Yep. He's back, baby. Man. He is back. Love that man. Super excited to see him on NFL roster. Talented. He's funny. Yeah. He was a great classmate. Back Incredible. In I didn't have him. You did. I, but awesome. I did. He was awesome. <laughs> we had to, for our final in one of our classes, we had to like, they broke the class into two parts mm-hmm. and we had to like produce a live studio show using the equipment that we had in the studio. Okay. And, you know, you, everyone who was in your group had to be behind the scenes uh, camera we all had positions okay uh, but you would use people from the other group to act in your thing got it so him uh, Johnny myself and our friend friend Fernando Hucadea, um we were all they were doing a 
uh, news parody, like a Stephen Colbert Daily Show type thing. The other Got week. it. They had us be um, the news anchors. They had me and Fernie uh, be the news anchors. And the Johnny Townsend was our in-the-field reporter. <laughs> and it was some of the funniest, like, it was probably one of the funniest class periods of anything I've ever I've had. heard he's hilarious. He's a funny guy. He's yeah. great. Um, he's he's but, really cool. Uh, in all in all honesty, mm-hmm. Baltimore Ravens are winning the Super Bowl now. All right, we don't have. I wasn't we don't, sure before. We don't have to go into NFL takes. No, but. no. A, a Townsend won it last. Well, yeah, a Townsend is was on our team last year. Never mind. Exactly. Uh, oh my. Um, I hope so for their sake, for the Townsend. They're gonna sake. win it. I do want to tell you that today in class. Um, I legitimately said to my classmates on Zoom, we were getting to know each other, and my professor was like, tell me your sports, you know, it's sports journalism. So he was like, tell me your teams, whatever. I was wearing uh, this dolphin hat today. He was like, oh, I, I guess you're a dolphin fan. I was like, yeah, I'm a pretty big dolphin fan. He was like, you excited for Tua? And I literally, like, listeners, I put my hands in the air and said, oh, am I excited for Tua? And everyone laughed, and I was like, I hope you realize. And I gave them a warning, first day of class. If the dolphins are just seemingly relevant this year you will not hear the end of it from me <laughs> i am going to just pound you all with this dolphins information and then the patriots fan was like oh that's cute and in my head i wanted to be like mm. but you know i was polite and nice and said ha 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 anyway uh no i told them and they're like what's one thing in your in your room their apartment or whatever that you really find special i was like oh this past weekend i went i bought a plant it has like two looks like a palm tree and so it reminds me of home and from south florida and someone's like is there give it a name i was like yeah i named it tua (laughs) like oh you you're really like into tua i was like yeah i've been a quarterback in a decade down on this for for like it's been years i've been I think since the championship game against Georgia, I was like, I want this man as my quarterback, and somehow, some way, my dream came true. We've had fights on the, in the fantasy football group chat about this. We've I'm dying. I I have died upon the hill, and I will die upon it again. I Tua Tagovailoa will be a better I, NFL I, quarterback than Joe Burrow. Tua Tagovailoa will be a better NFL quarterback than Joe Burrow. This is his sister argument to Minch, Gardner Minshew being relevant. Like, yeah. Oh, for sure. So, like, I feel you. But the thing is that, like, with your Minshew thing being relevant, I'm on your side. And with my Tua take, you're on my side. So, we're just, like, yeah. we're brothers here. We're, we're locked yeah. arms, man. We're locked yeah. arms. Um, all right, Tyler. Last... I don't know what they're getting themselves into. Zero <laughs> idea. Poor, poor guys. <laughs> poor poor, poor classmates. Although, there was one girl who was like, I'm from Long Island. I'm also a Dolphin fan. And I literally looked up from my notes and went, I'm sorry, what? I, like... <laughs> And she like laughed, and I was like, "No, I just I didn't know we existed outside of South Florida. Like, I don't that's know me many." With, that's me with Jacksonville fans. I once went to where where somebody's like, "Go Jacks!" I'm like, "What?" <laughs> I thought it was I th- I thought wearing Jaguars attire when you're not going to an away game mm-hmm. and you're in a different city is as good as wearing a plain white shirt. Yeah, I like, I thought wearing my Dolphins hats was just like if I was to wear like a generic Adidas hat, like you know whatever means nothing. Means like, nothing. Oh my gosh! I guess not. All right, last thing, Tyler. Before we want to go, I just wanted to say this on the pod for the record, and I want to see how many of our fantasy football um, group chat friends listen because I'm planning something. Oh, we we're gonna have our oh. draft. The reason that I asked if we can trade picks or like things 
Remember that? You saw a conversation yesterday, Tyler? Yeah, I did. So there, we had a conversation, listeners, that... What could be traded. What can be traded because we're in a keeper's league, and so we're essentially drafting... Just keep in mind that this man is addicted to trading things. I'm addicted to having the best possible team, and I, will, I am determined to win... Says someone who didn't win the league last year. I wonder who did that. Oh, wait, it was me. I lost by point zero four. You lost by not being in the championship game. I hate you. My point is, I am going to <laughs> trade the farm to be able to draft Clyde Edwards-Alaire. It's going to happen. Wait on it. I have the assets. <laughs> I'm, liter- I'm literally... I'm, I I'm, have the assets. I was, I'm the Dolphin. I'm the 2020 NFL Draft Dolphins. I have a plethora of assets that I can trade and move up to secure my player. Jeez. Tyler, my, my wide receivers are Michael Thomas... Curtis Samuel, DK Metcalf, and Cooper Cup, and I have Tyree and I have Tyree Kill. See, I mean, I have. But, I have yeah, the I assets. You. I hear you. I raise you. I have Lamar Jackson though. That's fine, but I have enough assets to be able to trade something so well, I can go cool. and get the running that's back great. I want to compete against people like you with Lamar freaking Jackson. Yeah, that's. I have Deshaun. Yeah, well, that it didn't seem to matter, did it? Deshaun um, for Lamar, straight up, right now. No. <laughs> Deshaun in a first because you had a better Deshaun Deshaun in two first Deshaun in my entire draft next year that's not how it works (laughs) (laughs) did you not hear me I have the assets you can't just keep saying it (laughs) somehow think that's gonna change things Um, no I won the league last year with Lamar Jackson I'm See, this is the thing you learn about me as a famous football player. Mm-hmm. I am loyal to a fault to people because I've won two leagues at this point. Mm-hmm. Our league and I, I, my first year I was in my dad's league. I, I remember the whole that. thing, which yeah. I know pissed everyone off because I was the only person who wasn't under who was under the age of forty in <laughs> in that league, and I know it pissed them all off. You were like the um, analytics kid that came in. <laughs> not even. I just drafted really well. Nice. <laughs> um and. Ever since then, like I, I'm like loyal to a fault to people that pay me. So we're doing a keeper league. So, um, I had a hard time picking my nine keepers, even though like I should probably cut like three of them. Yeah, but I realized yeah. I did, I realized that Curtis Samuel was like a top fifteen wide receiver, and before I didn't keep him, and I was like, I should. This is an asset. I have the assets. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. Oh man. All I right. just love how, I just love how everyone in our fantasy football group chat likes to forget that I won. Do you have the trophy? I don't. Andy has not sent it to me. I need oh, to get it. Andy, and I, man. I, I excused it for a long time. But pandemic. We're in the middle of a global pandemic. But I'm about to text and be like, hey, I will literally pay for the shipping. I was gonna say you I need to get like that before trophy. the season starts. I have the stickers. Okay. Yeah, okay. To I'm put on tomorrow. Tyler right. sent you the stickers? Yeah. yeah. I okay. got the stickers. All right, my man. Um, let's think that's a goodest place of any uh, to wrap it up here. Uh, we will be back next week talking some more college football. Tyler, I'm glad we're back. This is we're just back. we're in this way things. Tyler, this feels so good. Hey, Tyler, happy fourth anniversary. Happy fourth. We did it, man. Happy we did it, man. Season like, four. Oh my gosh. Season four. Four years of this. <laughs> I know. I know. It does not feel like. Four and you can't years. get rid of me. <laughs> All right. I hope you like marriage because this is it. (laughs) Can't get rid of me. All right. Okay. When you frame it like that. When you frame it Um, like that. Yeah. 
Oh, right. Tyler, this has been yet another. This has been the first episode of season four of Sideline Judgment. My name is Sergio. My name is Tyler. We are not biased, but go the undefeated Florida Gators. Yes, sir. Go I have the assets. Shut up. <laughs>